we going to have fun today? We'll see. <laughs> Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock. Uh, we've gotten one, count it one, Victory Monday this year. Cardinals go to L.A., uh, a very, let's call it what it is, non-competitive game offensively from the Redbirds. I know we just, we're just we taking our lumps today, but what everybody wants to talk about is what you got to chat with the head coach of this football team some hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. What's the status? What's the latest as it relates to the injured players, most specifically Kyler Murray and Buda Baker? What did JG have to say today? A bit mum on the subject, uh, both Buda Baker and Kyler Murray. As much as I want to come on this show and, and definitively say that they're going to return this week, uh, we received just a couple word answers on both. Really just one for Buda Baker, who, uh, forgive me for not remembering which reporter asked him directly about Buda, but asked, could we see Buda return from injured reserve to the practice field this week? And JG said with a little bit of a wry smile, uh, possibly. And then I figured here's my opportunity to ask about Kyler Murray. Let's just get into this rhythm here. See if we can sneak one in. Say, so what about Kyler? And he said, we'll see. So Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, not ruling out a potential turn return to the practice field t- uh, this week, but it would be a good step in the right direction for the Arizona Cardinals who, you know, have seen decline in the quarterback play. And of course, absolutely need some help in the defensive secondary and those would be some positive reinforcements well i think it's twofold like buda baker if he's activated this week i think there's a good chance i don't know this definitively that he plays sunday against seattle buda baker is that type of player he didn't just have major surgery last december like kyler murray it's a very different set of circumstances i also think jonathan gannon Mm -hmm. While he's coy and vague, not Cliff Kingsbury-esque, but there's a method to his madness in the sense that you want to keep the focus on the players that are going to play this week. And I know he keep commenting on Joshua Dobbs. They have to get better. They have to improve from yesterday. Like he's keeping it very current and in the present. I still believe, and and I'm here to tell this podcast, like I feel and have believed that Kyler Murray is going to be taken off of of Pup or have his window open up for practice. I don't think he's going to be activated to the 53-man roster this week. But I still believe that Kyler Murray, in my opinion, is going to come off and have his window open this week. But I think Gannon is, with his, let's just call it stoic approach, kind of giving everybody some grace like, hey, guys, we're probably going to do this, but it's not going to be a world beater. It's not going to save us this weekend. We got to go to war with the people we got. It's only the first step in the eventual culmination of him going back and and being QB1 for this team. And I know that's that's frustrating. The team's going to, I would imagine, make a big deal out of it. We're going to talk about it at Nuance. It's what everybody in this fan base wants to tackle because, frankly, this team's not very good right now. They're 1-5, in five, right? It's been, it's been a frustrating couple of weeks after how competitive they were to start the season. So everybody wants to get the pom-poms out and say, hey, let's go. Kyler Murray's back. I think Gannon, in his, in his approach today, this is my opinion. I don't have the source or anything. It's basically he's like, we're going we're gonna to wait and see. I think it's likely that Kyler Murray comes off and has his window opened up for practice on Wednesday. But then we have another timer that we talked about on the post-game show yesterday, Bill Brock, that starts. It's the practice timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's important. When you see Garrett Williams going into the third and final week that he can not be activated, not be lost for the season, I mean, that's obviously something that the Arizona Cardinals, they like to utilize, that they, right. they they take advantage of. And I, and I agree with you as far as the Buda Baker thing, because 
Buda Baker is the exception to most rules. I mean, as far as, you know, we saw it last year when he had a high ankle sprain and looked like, you know, according to many of the NFL insiders and, and just using, you know, just just using a logical, educate, you know, educated guess that he was going to be out, you know, two to four weeks and he's out on the practice field the next day after those reports and it's like seeing a ghost. Buda Baker has that ability to do that, but he's also not your franchise quarterback. Right. And um, and he's not a, a third round rookie cornerback who hasn't seen a playing field for over a year in Garrett Williams. So they are going to have the kid gloves on for both of these players. And, and Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Uh, I like your I feel this. I, I, I appreciate you sharing with with everybody your your emotions that are invested in this. I feel uh, that Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'd love to see that window open up this week and, and just start to see them chip away at that, uh, at, at you know, trying to get him ready to to see action on the playing field again. I, but you know, if if it doesn't come down, and I don't want to start to say and, and backtrack what we discussed yesterday, you, me, and Britton Golden on the post game show. But you know, I, I think that the, you know, at one and five, you start to kind of look at it and say, okay, is this the right time? You, you've got a second consecutive uh, road game. You're back for one week, and then you're right back on the road, like. And you're in Cleveland in early November. Are are those fuel conditions going to be to where you want against a really brutal defense that you know Miles Garrett made Trent Williams look like DJ Humphreys looked against <laughs> against the Rams yesterday, and that's 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 unbelievable. So there's a couple different variables at play here, uh, but look, I, I think that they would benefit at this at this point in the season, and just looking at the timeline to just get that started and, and to start that really get that process begun. Uh, still, us mom has a good question in the chat for some clarity. Question for Johnny or Bo: Kyler Murray's taking off a pup this week. If it's not tomorrow or Wednesday, does it happen this week? Uh, also, why can't it be tomorrow? So I'm of the opinion, I believe it's going to happen on Wednesday. And the reason why it's going to happen on Wednesday, if it does happen, is because that's when practice is. They don't mm-hmm. have practice today and tomorrow. They don't have on-the-field practice. Like Kyler Murray is able to do everything with his team off the field. He's been able to do that the entirety of this, this rehabilitation, training camp, OTAs, preseason. He can be with the quarterbacks. He's been with the quarterbacks during film session. The minute that they go onto the practice field and he wants to participate in team, he has to have his window opened up off of pop and as my co-host knows because he's at that facility every day the practices start on wednesday now that's why i think it's a little bit ridiculous when folks are like well he's got an entire week of practice to work no 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 they practice for like three days wednesday thursday friday and it's like a baby walk through friday so it, it really i think you start to add up those days and you stretch it out no wonder they want to give him ample time so wednesday would be the day now maybe it gets leaked out somebody could announce it tomorrow but in my opinion, speculatory, Wednesday would be the day. Today or tomorrow really doesn't matter. I mean, you're starting to see mostly the news cycle on Monday is reserved and mostly t- taken over by players that were injured the previous day. Like we're, right. we're starting to see, you know, Kyron Williams is going to miss time with, with the knee injury that he sustained in, in yesterday's game. And, and you're seeing a couple players, unfortunately, that, that they kind of get – what they perceive as, as diagnosis for where their timeline is going to be. But the, the what we've seen from this new regime is they like to stretch this out. They like to play it as close to the vest as possible yeah. for a competitive advantage, you know, and then you're like, well, what's the competitive advantage about, you know, Kyler Murray, but the, the, there's, if, if Jonathan Gannon sees the slightest, he's going to, he's going to utilize it and you don't have to announce anything 
until they take the practice field. So also, like, what if what if Kyler Murray strains something in the weight room the next two days? What if he drops a, a weight on his toe or right. something like that? Like, until it's officially official, you want to give yourself right. not to interrupt you every opportunity within these next forty eight hours to vet the situation. If he comes out today and is like, "Yeah, we're planning get Kyler Murray back on the practice field Wednesday," and then God forbid something happens. Like then, then you're really gonna have a disheartened fan base at that point, right? So, and, and like the move's not gonna be official until Wednesday. Like if, if right. Ian Rappaport reports it tomorrow, it's not gonna be official until Wednesday. Like they're not going to pull the trigger. They're not going to designate him to return until before practice on Wednesday. It's just, right. it's, you know, the point you just made and other reasons why they just wouldn't jump the gun a little bit. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals, they would have like they would have as much time as they possibly could have uh, between designating return and then having to activate them and not endanger him being lost for the season. If they don't Bambo forever. And uh, like, I'm not going to knock Bambo forever for this point, because I think this is going to be a point that a lot of people locally nationally start to, to run with because of where this team is in the record, just sit K one. What's the point? What if he gets more hurt? So number one, we talked about it. You have to play him to make sure that, he fits with what this regime wants to do. They have a top four pick right now in the 2024 NFL draft. Like, I don't know if they're going to finish ahead of the bears or the Broncos, right? Joshua Dobbs is not playing well in this team. As we've seen each of the last two weeks is devoid of talent in a lot of key spots, but let's, let's say hypothetically that they sat Kyler Murray for the entire year. Like people were suggesting and you, you go into the off season. And first of all, if you're trying to sell him to other teams, they haven't played seen him play football in a year. You're trying to sell your fan base on Kyler Murray's coming back. But wait a minute. We also have a top three pick that we could use on a Drake May. Like you need clarity. This season's about clarity. It's not mm-hmm. about wins right now. Unfortunately, it wasn't about spending money in the off season. It wasn't about fortifying every piece of this roster. You had to be able to see what you had and what you didn't have from the previous regime. That's why it's like, oh yeah, let's see what I have in this linebacker tweener player and Isaiah Simmons. Oh, get out of here. We don't want you here. <laughs> oh, let's see. DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to fit with what we do? Nope, we're going to cut you, uh, and you're a free agent now. Like That's what this entire year is for. Everything we've been told, this podcast has been told, is Gannon and Kyler Murray are infatuated with each other in the best possible way. And and they want it to work. They believe that it can work. And and Kyler Murray is going to be healthy enough. It could be this week to start practicing and eventually play games for this team again. But not having him play... Like, I get it because it looks like a lost year. I promise you it's not. It's way more than just the wins and losses. Well, look at what the alternative is. Or if you if you continue with the status quo, it's, right. it's Joshua Dobbs or, you know, a move that this organization has been unwilling to make and turn to a fifth-round rookie in Clayton Toon and throw him uh, in, in his first season kind of to the wolves there it's something that they they really don't want to do and that's why right. they that's why they pulled the trigger for a move for Dobbs and moved off of Colt McCoy because the play the play wasn't up to par and, and they needed somebody to get in here and Dobbs he's shown flashes of it but mm-hmm. what it's been the last two weeks that hasn't been good enough five turnovers from Joshua Dobbs you know a handful of plays where he missed you know these are these are starting quarterback caliber throw. these are actually just easy NFL caliber quarterback throws like that he yeah. missed the Hollywood Brown two of them uh that that would have completely changed the complexion of the game and that's you know this is this is an organization like the the assignment for Monty Osford is different than the assignment for Jonathan Gannon and his coaching staff and, and in the players in that locker room like those the people in the locker room 
with the staff and the players, like they have a lot to, to prove, like to, to earn a job for next season and beyond. Right. Like Joshua Dobbs has to turn things around for himself to, to get back into the conversation of, of some organization viewing him, even the Cardinals, like, Oh, this could be our backup quarterback. If he continues to circle down the drain, he won't make He might not get that opportunity that we thought was a slam dunk a couple of weeks ago. Guys in the, on the defensive line, the secondary guys, playmakers for this team, they have so much to prove. And then Jonathan Gannon has a ton to prove. And they know that, Kyler Murray is a guy that's going to be, make a difference. Like in a game against uh, the Rams where there's pretty equal or pretty similar talent, right? Right. And, and to for, for them to, you know, trade touchdowns for field goals and the margin for error is so slim, even with that, like this team was put in a position where they lost double digits and they could have lost even worse. Like I, I was watching the replay yesterday where, you know, you've got a drop in the end zone. Tyler Higby, that was a, that was a touchdown. Luka yeah. Nakua laid out, almost made an incredible grab. Like those are two two plays that should have been touchdowns to where the the margin between the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams would have been even bigger. Well, we'll say what you want. Stafford's won a Super Bowl. He like Kyler Murray was the first overall pick. Like that's what you're missing. They have a Super Bowl champion at quarterback. You have right. a backup, right? And that's that was the difference in the game. I mean. Dobbs missed at least three touchdown passes, at least three in that game. And he made critical errors in the red zone. And like, I know it's, it's easy to shit on Joshua Dobbs today. And you know, he's not, not looking good. He's trending down, so to speak, but like the throws that he didn't make yesterday, he made against San Francisco. So like, I get yeah. a little frustrated when people are like, Oh, B- J- Dobbs is a bum. He's always been a bum. No, he carved <laughs> up San Francisco for multiple touchdowns. Should have had three passing touchdowns in that game, had a drop in the red zone. I like, We've seen him play really high-end football. That's why yesterday was so especially frustrating. If that was the Dobbs that we got from Commanders through yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know, six weeks of that, then it would be much more unbearable. I think the coaching staff in the short term now needs to figure out how do we get Dobbs to look like what he did three, four weeks ago until Kyler Murray is ready to come back. That should be the goal right now as early as this weekend against Seattle, which, again, I think is a, a very beatable opponent if Dobbs can play above what he's shown az fan 1998 $2 super chat. Thank you so much. My good man. I'm ready for K one to come back, free him from the pup. I mean, I think, I think we're all ready. I think everybody, I don't know if we're exhausted by the topic, but I know that it's, it's dominated this show for mm-hmm. the better part of six to eight months. And it really, it almost feels like Cardinal fans. Like we've moved on. We've got, we've moved on from Steve Kime. We've moved on from Cliff Kingsbury and we've got clarity. We like the new people involved. Austin Ford's done a great job. Gannon's taking it in the teeth right now, given the lack of talent. We need to be able to have clarity at quarterback because there's a, there's a big part of this fan base, Bo, that feels like Kyler Murray is the guy and wants him back out there. I think we're in that, that, that majority. Then there's a vocal minority. That's like, I don't want Kyler Murray back. Like, I, I wasn't happy with his play. Maybe they don't like him off the field. Fair, fair or not. Like, we need clarity as it relates to the quarterback so that this franchise can be a unified front going forward. And that's, the I think, the last thing remaining from the status of this turnover from the prior regime to now. And, and we're talking about people whose opinions can be swayed, right? By right. just seeing him go back out there and, and recapture some of the, the magic, the, the, the development that we saw on display through his first three seasons and not so much what we saw in his fourth season where it seemed like the league had adjusted and, and made the proper adjustments to him right. and Cliff Kingsbury and taking away the big plays and really made him look 
pedestrian. So like, if he can come in and sway some of those people back, there's always going to be Kyler Murray haters. Like right. th- that's, that's inevitable, right? Like there's going to be people like around the NFL draft. If he comes out and, and plays the, you know, seven, eight games or whatever, he's available to play this season. And he plays at a high level and, and leads this team to, you know, win here, win there. Uh, people are still going to say, well, you need to take a quarterback in the draft and you need to move off of Kyler Murray as soon as you can. And instead of building around him, that's the move. Like there's always going to be those people, but if you can get the people that were on board originally, and then like what they saw last year after a brutal negotiation, that was a, a big issue that, that kind of sunk this, this relationship between the organization and the player and the fan base. Uh, if you can sway back some of those people, I think that that's, that's important. That's huge. Like the, I, that's what I've really appreciated from this organization from the jump or the new regime, I should say, Monty Osenfort, Jonathan Gannon, embracing not just Kyler Murray, but the players on this roster that will remain on this roster. And, and they're not just going to sling mud at them just because they don't see them fitting into the plans long-term. Uh, Blaine Clark, it's because K1 has struggled for a year and a half. It's not just the injury. I think there's some truth to that. Like last year, was not the best version of Kyler Murray. And I think, though, a lot of people internally, externally would say conflict with Cliff Kingsbury, ineptitude with the coaching staff, the personnel, right? Kyler Murray having to play hero ball. I I think the talent is still there and certainly the will to to prove people wrong. I mean, I I would challenge anybody to find a a more motivated player coming back from injury than, than Kyler Murray right now. I would not bet against him. But to um, somebody else's point here in the chat, Ben Cork, we're not just evaluating Kyler. We're evaluating the team with Kyler. If JG and Petsing can't get some wins with Kyler, that's not a good sign. Like, I I know yesterday was tough these last two weeks. I still think, assuming they can get Kyler Murray back by the midway point, I still think this team ends up with around five or six wins. I think there are win- winnable games in the second half of this year. I think, again, when the when the playing field is a little bit more even as it relates to not only the quarterback, and you have the edge in some games, a quarterback, the rest of the roster is a little bit more evened out against the Atlantas of the world. I still think Houston, the Chicago Bears, there are games that Kyler Murray can really etch his name into and say, I'm going to take, I'm going to dispatch these teams. And as you pointed out on the postgame show yesterday, Bo, we're going to have a fourth place schedule next year, mm-hmm. influx of draft capital, in, influx of cap, and we're really going to hit the ground running in 2024. I still think there's plenty of time to accomplish all of those things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and that's that's what you like your your main point. Like, there's there's a ton for this organization to figure out, and it's uh you got to prove a lot to this general manager and this coaching staff between now and the end of the season. And anybody that cowers at that, they're just they're they're not built for this for this team long term. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that that's not like me pointing to Kyler Murray. I mean, that's just been the that's just been what it's been since Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osfort came to town. Yeah. And, and, and that's great. I mean, what what Kyler Murray can do, I mean, when you look at the second half numbers for this team, Kyler Murray should like if he's if he's not capable of of showing improved offensive play just by being back in the lineup, then 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 you're having tough conversations at the end of the season because we've seen this offense disappear for the most part in the second half. Like they they haven't outscored was it eight points i think somebody tweeted it out there today uh, and i apologize for for not sourcing it correctly it could have been anybody from our own howard balls or kyle odegaard somebody who always tweets out good information that this team is they've they've capped out at eight points in the second half that's not winning football you, you've got to be able to score points in the second half they've been solid in, in the first half for the most part but you got to be able to put points on the board and i think kyler murray gives you that ability he's a guy that 
when, you know, even when the odds are stacked against them, like he has the ability to make a play and they lack that up and down the roster offense, defense. And you've got, if you put somebody like that back in the lineup, it gives you that, you know, that, that chance to, I mean, if you score, you know, 10 points, 12 points, 14 points in some of these games, you're winning those games. Like that Giants game, he's able to put that game away despite Easily. the onslaught of points from Daniel Jones and the Giants. They have to just be 100% convinced that he's the guy they want to roll with moving forward. And I think after I, seven or eight starts, you would hope would be enough. But I think it, it also plays into the factor, Bo, like they right now they have the fourth pick and the 12th pick in the 2024 NFL draft. They don't want to be in a position where they're picking that high again. I would assume that this is hopefully a, a very much of a one-off, uh, especially in the top 10 for for this regime. And I, I have high expectations for this team, especially this offseason. You know, I just they're not going to be in a position to, to trade up and navigate and go get a, a quarterback early and often in a future first round. So it's like you've got the ammo this year, and you're going to have at least one high pick, maybe two. Like, you got to be sure, like, if I'm buying insurance – Am I going to be back here or not? Do I need to go and, and hedge my bet and get somebody now? Because if I don't, and they're not happy with the product in 2024, it's like, well, what do you do? Look at all these teams that are in quarterback purgatory. Like the roster looks good, but the position is is just not good enough for them. I mean, you look. At, I think Atlanta's got some nice pieces. Terrible quarterback. The Commanders. I mean, these teams would I, I think would love at the end of the day an opportunity to take a top five quarterback, but the rosters are too secure and they're too complete to do that. So. Um, you gotta you gotta check every box. That's what this process is about. It's checking his health, which I think we're almost, almost, almost to the point where you can check that off. And then it becomes all about what this is, should always be. It's all about football. Uh, I want to get to some more football here. We're going to talk about I still somebody in the chat ask Cardinal trade candidates at the deadline who those could be. Also, we're going to do trending up, trending down. But in the meantime, how about we make you a little bit of money here on PHNX Cardinals via our friends at DraftKings. Got Monday Night Football action tonight. Well, how about using the bonus code PHNX? Put five bucks on any game this week, including tonight. Going to score big with $200 instantly back in bonus bucks. I am desperate, desperate for a Dallas Cowboy win led by CeeDee Lamb to save my dying fantasy football team. So I'm going to tell you right now, how about a CeeDee Lamb anytime touchdown plus the Cowboys money line? Five spot. But if that doesn't hit, folks, how about $200 in bonus bets instantly? It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that bonus code PHNX. New customers can score 200 instantly in bonus bets when you put $5 on the NFL. That's bonus code PHNX only on DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football for eligibility and restrictions terms and conditions and gambling resources do apply. Let's talk about premium polarized sunglasses for not a premium price. Shady Rays, they've got their store up there at Kierland Commons in North Scottsdale. What they got going on, it's great. You can go, I got my Shady Rays on. Johnny, where are your Shady Rays? I thought we coordinated this. We don't. I have my oh. nerd glasses. I wish I had my Shady Rays. <laughs> look at those. You're going to look way cooler in a pair of Shady Rays than whatever those were that Johnny put on his face. Are those blue blockers? 
No, these are just old man prescription. Five might as well be sixty-five. Oh yeah, my these are these keep are, these those are off. Get them off the screen. Don't let them take away mm-hmm. from what I got on my face. These are the coolest sunglasses you can buy, and why not buy multiple players? Get yourself everything that they have. Check out the full product line. Shadyrays.com. Use that promo code PHNX and get fifty percent off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. They've got uh, everything that you want. They they look like you know, obviously bigger brand name sunglasses that are for a much larger price. Price that you can get at a significantly lower price point, and they've got their no questions asked. If you lose or break your sunglasses, they're going to replace them. Shady Rays, go to shadyrays.com, use that promo code PHNX, get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. Find out why 250,000 people have rated them five stars. Shadyrays.com, promo code PHNX. You guys are keeping it current and awesome with these super chats. Oh, for sure. $9.99. Friend of the podcast, you certainly are. Get ready for more of what we've been seeing. We're not a complete team. I'm happy we aren't getting blown out of the water a la right Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it on the postgame show yesterday, oh, for sure, that I think it's like Gannon's a little bit a victim of his own success. Like this team looked way more competent than its talent would suggest. They're Mm -hmm. leading four out of the six games at half. Like the fans want a return on investment. They're like, oh man, this team's way better than I thought. Let's get some dubs. Oh wait, they can't close it out. What's going on? Is it talent? Is it coaching? I I, I know it's frustrating because I like I don't want to watch bad football on Sundays. I don't want to watch losing football on Sundays, but it's a tease, right? If if they go into you know yesterday's game and they're not leading the half and it's like 21 nothing, it's easier for people to get disconnected. But they're connected to this team right now. They just don't have the horses to get them over the finish line because the, the roster's not very good. It's not. I mean, you're seeing it in just a disparity as far as talent goes on the defensive line, the defense secondary. Now you're seeing it at the quarterback position. If if you can upgrade those and they have, you know, reinforcements, and I think that that's why you're not going to see guys like Buda Baker and, and Kyler Murray tabled for the rest of the season for the sake of, you know, just shutting it down and, and living to see another day in 2024. I just don't, I don't think that that's how this, this organization will be built. And it's not going to, it's never going to have that mentality, no matter what, you know, Monty Osford, I mean, he, he wouldn't allow that to happen. He, he nope. understands that, you know, this is a results league at the end of the day. And, and he, he's been given, you know, the ability to rebuild a roster and, and tear things down, but it, same time, you're going to have to see results from your coaching staff. You're going to have to see this team trend in the right direction. And it's so important to to have some positive takeaways throughout the season. Because if you just pack it in, if you just fold like a beach chair and just say, hey, see in 2024, that's not the kind of competitors that any ownership group, any ownership group is going to put up with. We always talked about this year, and it's hard because we're living it right now is the first half of this year was going to be difficult. And we didn't think we'd be rolling without Buda Baker but, I mean, James Conner, Buda Baker, and Kyler Murray are three or five best players on the team, three or f- seven best players. That They don't have them right now. And and hopefully that changes this weekend. But, I mean, a- NFL, it's about coaching. It's about talent too, man. Like, y- you can you can get by with sticks and spit and effort for a little bit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you need playmakers to close the games out. Third down, who's making a big-time catch? Pass rushers to disrupt. I mean, Matthew Stafford was awfully comfortable yesterday when when Sean McVay and the lead head coach they made some adjustments offensively. Cardinals just don't have that ammo right now. Uh, we they got the ammo. To, like we need to see that. We need to see those type. Like well, when the, when the players Ross, improve, for sure, it, huh? When the players improve, yeah, I, I would argue that. You know, the Rams' offensive line outside of like Steve Avila, it, it's not too impressive. Outside of the rookie at a TCU, like 
it the, the way that they move people around and the, the way that they really emphasize the run game sure, and, that's fair. I'll and, give you that. and really did like i i can't say that that i've seen that on either side of the football outside of you know, halftime like i i think Rollins and his crew got the one stop against the niners uh, coming out of the the locker room at halftime and and that was big right but then they weren't able to kind of duplicate that you you've got to be able to 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 show up in the second half that's what I need to see from this coaching staff because, like I said yesterday, you can get Buda Baker back, you can get Kyler Murray back, and if they if they come back and play hero ball on both sides of the football, I've learned nothing about Drew Petzing and, and Nick Rollis this season. Yeah, I for me, and I put this on Twitter yesterday. Like you have, this is your mulligan right now if you're this coaching staff because everybody knows the state for the most part, the state of this roster. It's like Brandon Staley esque in you know in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Right. Like when, when this team adds players, then like. I like I was I was thinking about it yesterday. Has Gannon had an instance this year through six games where like you could be critical of a, of a call that he's done or a decision in the game? Not really. Like I don't remember him challenging or not challenging something. Like uh, maybe like the Drew Petzing quarterback sneak call from two weeks going in Cincinnati. But like for the most part, like situational football. I just feel like they haven't been put in, in a lot of places like where you can really pinpoint and say like that was a mistake, that was an error. And I feel like that's a yeah. that's a byproduct at the end of the day of like talent. Like when when talent is close and the margins for error like paper slim, then you mm-hmm. can say the coach lost us this game. Like we see that a lot in the NFL with a lot of teams that have more talent than the Cardinals. Coaches are blowing it for them. Like I I feel like the coaching like has been if I had to grade it probably a, a B this year. Like a solid B over their skis at times, but at the same time like they're they're, they're taking a knife to a gunfight in a lot of these circumstances. I am impressed with what I see for the first half of every Sunday we watch. And like, I get it. A lot of that's scripted, but they're ready to play. But yeah, to your point, for whatever reason in halftime, like the wheels come off and they got to fix that. Alex 999 super chat this year. It's been a matter of slight mistakes. Dobbs makes, whether it's an underthrown ball or late decision that swings the momentum. I think Kyler writes those wrongs when he comes back. I hope. Well, yeah, I think he, he's an elixir for any offense when he's playing and humming. Like we know he can, like he used to cover up, ample mistakes for cliff kingsbury and company like that was his entire mo was like right. cliff kingsbury's offense nobody took seriously kyler murray would make it work and he was almost an mvp because of it so i think yeah. that that you know making the throws that are schemed up to be to be made is a big box to check that dobbs isn't doing right now that right. by default is going to increase the cardinals points per game yeah cliff was like hey go play go play jazz just go scat <laughs> So here's like a rough outline. This is this is like the tone we want to set. But for the most part, just go play some jazz. Just right. go, just go crush it, man. Just go, just go feel the flow of that thing. <laughs> LVL seven nine ninety nine. Why are we acting like the season is over if we get to three and five in the week NFC? We're back in the mix. Me personally, I don't give a fuck about them picks. We have the guys to win. We're not just executing simple. I like. LVL seven. I love that mindset. Yeah. Like, and again, it's, we're going to talk about draft because this team has two first round picks. I want this team to win as many games as possible. I, because I, because these coaches, these players, a lot of these people are going to be here next year. I think it's great for morale in the locker room and the culture that they're building and getting people at state farm stadium. I just, right now I put this on Twitter. Like it's going to be difficult to win any more games until Kyler Murray comes back with how Joshua Dobbs is playing right now. And a big part of that is, when James Conner left this offense, they were winning against Cincinnati handedly, and then James Conner went down. Yeah. Like I, I, that's a that's a big loss for this team. I know they manufacture yards on the ground yesterday, what have you. A lot of that came from Dobbs running around. 
I, they they need a little bit more juice offensively, and that that comes from number one when he does and come back. They didn't they didn't believe the play action. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals were one of the top play action teams in the league, and James Conner was a big part of what they did. Like, sure, the the three the trio the three headed monster c- committee running back that Jonathan Gannon really didn't shed any more light on as far as you know wh- what they're going to do going forward. It can sway either directions from carries for Ingram to Dermacato to Damian Williams and, and maybe even throw Corey Clement into that or maybe Tony Jones Jr. Uh, but, you know, this, as far as what J- James Conner brought to this offense, it, it's it's basically, it's it's almost irreplaceable. The, the, to, to really keep a, a defense on the, their toes to kind of create that conflict of run pass and it takes a guy and elevates a guy's game like Joshua Dobbs that we haven't seen since Connor went out on that 35-yard run. It, it, it really is true. Like, just look at where he was in that game. You know, I, I know that the touchdown quickly came after, I think, the Ertz, after that, I think the 35-yard run set that up. Dobbs' second touchdown pass in the game, and we just haven't seen it since. Like, Demicardo, Demicardo got in the end zone in the second half, but we haven't seen Joshua Dobbs be able to put balls on the money really without James Connor. And the wide receiving core is dependent on Dobbs to be accurate. So they can't, yep. they, they, they can only do so much to elevate him. And then, you know, respectfully to those players, they don't have a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson to elevate Joshua Dobbs right now. They've got some nice pieces that we think can take the next step when K1 comes back. But it's tough, man. Uh, speaking of tough, it's tough this week. Trending up, trending down. We're going to start with trending down, Bull Brock. This team, after yet another loss uh, at idea. LA, like who is trending down for you, my friend? Let's take a look at this. Joshua Dobbs. It's it's tough to avoid the Dobb father. Uh, not playing great. Power balls are pointed out. His last two games, under 50% completion percentage. Just doesn't look like the guy that we saw, you know, from the Giants game through the Niners game for three-game stretch where he looked like he was a guy that, you know, deserved a chance in the NFL. So is, is he better than a lot of the dog shit quarterbacks that are around the league that are struggling? Probably so, but he's not putting the Cardinals in a position the last two weeks to be successful. He's got those five turnovers to no touchdown passes. Joshua Dobbs trending the wrong direction. That's why he's top on my trending down list. Keytra Clark is on this list because I couldn't put Marco Wilson on it for a third straight week. Uh, <laughs> Keytra Clark, we, we continue to see like he was right around, you know, as far as his snaps go yesterday, like he played a little bit more Johnny, but like he didn't play. He didn't get back to where he was the previous weeks before the Bengals game where he was under 50% of the snaps. Uh, he was playing, you know, right around that yesterday. So we just saw a little bit of an uptick and it's got to come down to, you know, what, as far as confidence in the coaching staff, like does the coaching staff trust Keetra Clark, the six round pick that we were so high on uh, coming out of training camp and preseason. And it just seems like he's trending down. And then the defensive line, you know, what happened at the beginning of that second half? And a lot of that falls on the shoulders of a defensive line that was blown off the line of scrimmage and, and just couldn't slow down a, a, a running a rushing attack that the Rams had abandoned and then s- somehow could just feature and lean on in the second half. It was a Jekyll Hyde performance by the Rams offense. And I don't know if that's a, a credit or discredit to the coaching staff for the Rams, but they played the right cards and, you know, before he, uh, Williams goes out, he put up 154 yards in that second half. It was it was ugly. And and I think a lot of that falls on a trending down defensive line. I, I feel like not to get us off track, there's gonna be a point like next year 
these players, some of these players are still going to be around and we're going to look at each other and we're like, hey, remember when so-and-so used to start games for this roster? Like it's a backup or rotational piece and it was like the gem of 2023. Like, oh, you got to have X, Y, and Z or we're going to be screwed on Sunday. And then that person is a backup to a backup next year. Um, I digress. Here's my trending down for this week again. Similar beats is my co-host, Bo Brock. Let's start with, again, the most important piece is Joshua Dobbs, the quarterback. Unfortunate. Uh, I was a big advocate in Joshua Dobbs, still am. And I think, again, everything you want from a backup. Like, he he outperformed, I think, the price tag to get him here. But now, like, the other shoe was falling. He's turned into a pumpkin, as I pointed out on Twitter. And for, for, for a team right now, the Cardinals, with no margin for error, I think it was... Welcome to probably unfair to, to continue with the expectations that he was going to play turnover mistake-free football. I mean, just at the end of the day, like his play, I don't think we maybe appreciated it at the time. I know I've certainly reevaluated. He was so good in a Cowboys win at San Francisco. I thought he was really good against the Giants, especially in the first half. Like, man, if, if those performances ended up with a dub, uh, especially against the Giants, like you'd be able to breathe a little bit easier. But now it's like, I don't know if defenses have caught up to him. He's in his own head. He's just, he's not playing good football right now. Now he has an opportunity to turn it around this Sunday against Seattle, which I think is a, a very beatable team. But um, I mean, his performance is really emphasizing the fan base's need and want to see Kyler Murray play. Tr- Elijah Wilkinson played one of the worst games of an offensive lineman for the Cardinals this year yesterday. I mean, it was atrocious against the Rams. Like if I'm, John and the Gannon, like I, I know you, I know they want consistency up front. They mm-hmm. want the same five guys. Like, come on now. Now he and Dennis Daly were both ass according to pro football focus. Like, so damned if you do damned if you don't. So I understand like Dennis Daly is, is not the solution. I mean, like it, it sucks. Cause this is probably like maybe John Gaines territory. Had he not gotten hurt? Let's see what he can do. Wilkinson to me, like the penalties, he and DJ Humphreys, it was just a consistent turn cycle yesterday. The, the right, the left side of the offensive line, needs the biggest effing facelift this offseason. Uh, I'm going to talk about the remainder of the offensive line here in a second. But yeah, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just Aaron Donald. Like, Aaron Donald had right. that ferocious play. It was Byron Young, who was a rookie out of Tennessee, that was coming in and just wreaking havoc. I mean, he, I think he had like five or six pressures in that game, and it was all from the left side. I like this from Jalen Blair. Elijah Wilkinson needs to be on his own list called Trending Out. <laughs> like he does. And it's like, it's, I don't want to come here and beat him up. Like, like Bo doesn't want to beat up on Marco Wilson, but like DJ Humphreys could easily be on this list. Like DJ Humphreys right now is a replacement level player. Like he's a turnstile. The left side needs to be remade. Uh, my last player. And I tweeted this out score? Cameron, Cameron Thomas, Cameron Thomas to me, like, where is he? He was their best pass rusher, not named JJ Watt last year. He was explosive. He yeah. had power on the edge. I, I, I'm coming to the belief, like maybe he's just not a good fit for what Jonathan Gannon wants to do. Like Victor Dumakeji and Dennis Gardeck and Zayvon Collins are all way more productive this year. Victor Dumakeji has essentially stolen Cameron Thomas's spot. So uh, he's cheap. He's on a rookie deal. I don't expect him to go anywhere. But like that was a player we were counting on, especially with Maje Sanders missing time, finally coming back. Like that's a big loss for the Cardinals yeah. and his in inactivity, non-productivity. Right. Yeah, for, for somebody that's still on the field. It's crazy. It's crazy we're right. talking about. I, I would have been, it would have borderline shocked me if you were telling me this going into, you know, training camp that Cameron Thomas was going to be on the side of a milk carton and saying, hey, where's the production? I mean, you look at the numbers on PFF and that's why we take them with a grain of salt. They're fine, right? But as far as impacting the game, you know, like yeah. he, he he scooped and scored in, in week one. And he, I think he might have had, 
a TFL or a sack at one point. But outside of that, like not enough. He's not flashing enough for for the, the to be their first edge rusher that they took off the board in last you know in twenty twenty two in the draft. They have such few young players that aren't in this rookie class that we can tout and say key building blocks, especially this offseason. He was one of like five guys. So for him to be non-productive is a blow, but uh, that's trending down. Let's do trending up. I will start because I do have some highlights. Uh, and I talked about a bunch of them on the Twitter streets. First, my sweet baby boy, Trey McBride, like passing the baton, please. I know it's been pointed out by some. He outsnapped Zach Ertz yesterday. Good riddance. Like, let's let's get this party started. Ripping a bandaid off, right? I always, on Ertz's name. I always I always tell my four year old daughter, it's time to rip the bandaid off. Like she she hates it. I said, no no no, let daddy rip the bandaid off. It's going to be painful for like ten seconds, and then it's going to be you're going to be good to go. That's what needs to happen with, with child abuse. That's what that is. I'm going to tell you right now. Like <laughs> I I know Zach Ertz has all the respect from this coaching staff and Jonathan Gannon. We're going to talk about options for Ertz in a little bit. Trey McBride, you saw yesterday. Caught every pass thrown to him. He's got yak ability. He can block well. And I think he will gain confidence over time in this offense. Like, I still believe this is a guy who can have five to 600 yards in this offense. And when Kyler Murray comes back, have a handful of touchdowns per year. So, I, I again, I know they lost yesterday. He was somebody, even in garbage time, that looked good. And, and speaking of look good, Yelda Frollo hasn't given up a sack this year. I know we were all peeing our pants saying, what are they going to do at, at center <laughs> this year? What's going to happen? John Gaines is gone. They didn't draft one that's highly touted they didn't sign one in free agency i was wrong i thought froholt was on a one-year deal he's actually on a two-year deal he signed through next year he's one of the best signings of the offseason he and kazir white zero sacks is he an all pro well not yet but he's somebody that right now is not getting enough pressures and he's the anchor of an offensive line that can run the football and outside of left guard and left tackle is is pretty damn good and to me yelled froholt like i've watched the center position for this franchise be a sieve since lyle Senline was in his heyday for this franchise Yelda Froholt to me, like cannot say enough good things about him. So fired up for, for what I've seen. And then who's my last one, Damon? Oh, Dante Stills. Second consecutive week, he's had a high PFF score. Like six-round rookie out of West Virginia. I'll take yeah. that. And again, doing a lot of his damage in the first half against a Ram team that couldn't do much. Like it's sad that, that a six-rounder out of West Virginia has got to be your best Evans. defensive tackle. So, I, I think it's six. I think I was wrong when I would call it a seven. I think he was in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive he was a seventh round pick. See, I said seventh, and the people like tried to correct me and say sixth, and then I looked it up, and then I don't. I think it's sixth, but who knows? It's late. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's at the back end of the draft. Told you, sixth round, two hundred thirtieth, thirteenth overall. Felt like a felt like a seventh round pick, didn't it? It's a seventh round to me. Yeah, had that uh, had that seventh round feel. But look, regardless, back to back weeks, I think that you're encouraged. There's a few people to be uh, encouraged about on that and optimistic about on that defensive line. Let's take a look at my trending right up up. And Johnny mentioned one of them, Victor Dumakeji. He's at the top of this, still getting pressure, still getting hurries. Uh, he's got a couple sacks on the season. Duke product, uh, former six round pick himself. Uh, he has been, you know, one of the more consistent guys off the edge for this Arizona Cardinals team. We haven't seen too much uh, from from Zavin and Dennis Gardeck. What, what we saw early out of the gates, and Victor Dumakeji is consistently week in and week out been a guy that that's gotten after and in the backfield of, of the opposition. And then we talked about it yesterday. It made me kind of chuckle, but Matt Prater continues to be consistent. I joined Jody Ayler uh, on, on his show every Monday morning on Fox sports, Nine Ten, and Wow. He was fancy like, boy. Yeah. Looks a little, 
little plug, free plug, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> Matt Prater's like, could could the Cardinals legitimately get like trade interest in Matt Prater with how horrible the uh, you know the kicking place kicking has been around the league? You got Jake Moody just missing kicks for the Niners, costing them the game against the Browns. But Matt Prater is like their only source of offense right now. You can't trade that. Like it would probably be your most egregious sign of tanking to date if you trade Prater out of town. He's been so good for this team. What one missed kick for Prater as far as field goal attempts? I think he's missed a PAT as well but been pretty consistent there and you know hit a 60 yarder before half which was so big for that Cardinals team and then Keontae Ingram I think that Keontae Ingram you know he didn't he wasn't huge yesterday but I think he showed you enough that he can churn out some yards that that you need from your running back that you know I think you and I were a little skeptical about uh going into the game he was fine I mean again like I the run game it was Pretty marginal, pretty average, but again, wasn't a tire. He's had 100 yards at halftime. I know it was supplemented by Joshua Dobbs. I mean, and, and then they just went away from it, right? I mean, it did. They, the play con was not good. Right. Like you could have put, I almost did Drew Petsing on trending down, but it was I mean, 13 he, to nine, and you didn't see they put up 30 yards in the second half on the ground after putting up 100 in the first half. It's like tail two different halves in, in two different run games. Like, Rams went away from it. Uh, look where they found success in the second half, going back to the run game. Uh, you know, it's. I wish it was something that maybe Petsing didn't go away from too early. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to make some decisions as to how, how they want to relate and, and what kind of offense they want to be until Kyler Murray comes back. We've got decisions to be made on a trade deadline just two weeks away. But in the meantime, you've got a decision. It's an easy one to check out Soul Savvy. Soul Savvy, new partner of PHNX. They've been around since 2018. And their mission has always been the same. It's to get the sneakers in hands of people who love them the most. Soul Savvy uh, is a sneaker community that operates in Canada, here in the United States, in the UK. And they've got three membership levels. Free, which is great. That's the basic one. Mobile Plus at just 12 bucks and premium at $33. And again, premium membership includes, includes the Mobile Plus features. Don't you worry about that. But the basic feature, you get the casual sneaker buyer, gain access to our one-of-a-kind marketplace built for you, not resellers. How about Mobile Plus? For the sneakerheads always looking on the go, build a rotation of sold-out sneakers straight from your phone. And then the premium, the coup de grace for the sneakerhead who's tired of paying resale. Find your grails and grow your collection in the world's biggest paid sneaker community i just bought my first pair of jordans and uh i i got the the sneaker itch here somebody if you know five six and a half guy gotta have some nice shoes right so at the end of the day maybe give me a little bit of lift i'm checking out soul savvy <laughs> i'm signing up today by visiting soulsavvy.com slash all city or by downloading the drops by soul savvy app again you sneakerhead you want to build your collection check out soul savvy can you get the uh, Kyler Murray's Nike Dunk Lows, the B one of one? Oh, I'm sure you Here's can. Savvy. I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. What is it? Links.soulsavvy/phnx. I'm all over it. And that uh, QR code. That's gonna be the easiest one if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, also, you know what's hot with sneakers is how about seltzers? Seltzers are all the rage. Uh, get yourself. You got the alcoholic seltzers, right? That's everybody's. Yeah. Everybody's got one. I think. Uh, I think even Nike might even have a seltzer, a hard hard seltzer out there. I don't, I don't know, but interesting. Here's here's a different twist to it. Our friends over at Wink, they don't have any alcohol in their seltzer. They still got the delicious flavor, right? Every Wink is packed with delicious flavor, but it's got THC in place of alcohol. So if alcohol is not your thing, 
Check out Wink, W-Y-N-K. Find them at drinkwink.com. You can find them right here in the Valley. You can get that either 2.5 or 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Sunday Goods Dispensary in the Valley. If you're down in the old Pueblo down in Tucson, you can check out Botanica Dispensary in Tucson as well. Also check out their sister product, Countdown, which is a nano emulsion of cannabis-infused beverage that delivers that sky-high blast. Find more. Check out all their products. Drink Wink. Dot com, D-R-N-K-W-Y-N-K.com. Arizona Animal. Johnny, you're five, seven and a half now. Big difference. That's right. Get those lifts. Yeah. I will take that half. Uh, and Mikey Desert Cardinal. Johnny at five, six. You better get some platform shoes. It's my Italian heritage. It's my Italian blood. Uh, it's my cross to bear. But we will progress. Uh, progressing to the trade deadline, perhaps. Cardinals are one in five. I think it would be naive for this program to ignore the fact that Potentially, they could be selling off some veterans. We teased it at the beginning of the year. Just kind of see how the season progresses here. They've got two more games before the trade deadline, Bullbrock. But producer Damian put this together. Producer Damon, this handy-dandy graphic as it relates to some potential trade candidates for the Arizona Cardinals, starting with, of course, now I think tight end number two for the Arizona Cardinals, Zach Ertz. Again, everybody on this list has a contract expiring in the next year or so, except for Hollywood Brown. He's done after this year. Ertz, Dennis Gardeck, they're out in 2024, and I believe DJ Humphreys in 2025, but his guaranteed money is gone after this year. You can make it easier to move off of him. So looking at the candidates, Ertz, Humphreys, Gardeck, Hollywood Brown, which would you say, Bobrock, is the most likely candidate to be moved for this team? Oh, man. I don't like any of these. I really don't. Well, it's not oh. fun to trade your, some of your <laughs> best players, but we're, you know, let's just call spade a spade. We're just being real here. We're keeping it real. Yeah. I, I would have said, like, if you would ask me, I would have said, like, Kelvin Beecham probably has the most likely guy out of the door. He's been active for all six games and hasn't seen a snap on the field. And, you know, somebody's always looking for, for a tackle. And I just don't think he's going to sniff around with DJ's Humphrey's contract. And then we've got, Ertz, who I, I don't see really much any any benefit of getting rid of him this year. I mean, he, he brings like an eleven million dollar dead cap if you get rid of him this year. But if you were to you know just release him this upcoming off season, you take a five million dollar dead cap hit, but then you have ten million dollars in cap saving. So it really doesn't benefit you to do it. And I just don't. I think like we've seen it like with him being able to kind of. Uh, dictate his his timeline when he's coming back from his, his knee surgery. They showed him the respect there and got him ready for the season and played him from the very jump, right, from season week one to now, right? And, and until this past week, we didn't see him get out snapped by anybody. I don't – unless there's a shooter that comes to the Cardinals and Monty Osford and says, hey, we want to trade a, to Zach Ertz. And, you know, like, I don't think the compensation would be that much. I mean, he only fetched a fifth-round pick when he was in Philly a couple of years ago um, that – I think they would do him the pay him the respect to be able to kind of say where he goes. Like they're not just going to ship him to the highest bidder. I, I just I, I don't get the sense that they're going to do that. Like I, I don't think the return on on trading him for like the the highest value. What is it like sixth or seventh round pick? Uh, I, I don't think they they want to do that and and kind of set the precedent of like, hey, if you're a veteran on this team, we could at some point if things go south, ship you out just for the highest bidder. That's not that's not going to be appealing to. Uh, potential free agents. If a team were to offer a third round pick for Hollywood Brown, are you doing that trade? No, I don't think so. 
I agree, but you better be damn sure if you don't that you're signing him to an extension this offseason. I know he could walk and you get a comp. I pick, mean, you get yeah, you get a but, third for a comp. But you anyway. better be sure the comp pick gets you a third round third round pick. What if it's a one year prove it deal? He goes somewhere else. What if it's a, a two-year, three-year deal that's modest that gets you a fourth-rounder? You also have to remember, and this is important for everybody to keep in mind, Cardinals are going to spend money this offseason, which could potentially cancel out a comp pick. What the hell's going on? What are you, ho- homers? Two two Philly solo home runs. Schwarber and Harper? Yeah. What are we doing, Gallon? Sad. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were doing a podcast. <laughs> Professionals here. I want Hollywood Brown to re-sign with this team. But I, I don't want to see this franchise in a year where this team could be have one win at the trade deadline, not explore options that would net them additional draft capital. If the Kansas City Chiefs call and they say, you can have our third-round pick for Hollywood Brown, you have to consider that. In my, if you're not going to resign. Almost a fourth. What's that? What's the difference between a – why would you compromise? Your pick, number one, could get canceled out with the amount of money you're going to spend this offseason, and it also wouldn't be here until 2025. For Cardinal fans – Go ahead. You're making a face. No, I, I think that I don't think that that's the right move. I, I think and it would it would be this it would they would be incorporated in this draft, wouldn't they? No, you get a comp pick. Oh, right, right, right. In this free agency, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to 2025. So you're telling a Cardinal fan base, oh, we love Hollywood Brown. We buy his jersey. It's fantastic. He's a great player, even though we can't get him the ball. Oh, we're not going to re-sign him. Then you better get value for him, like legitimate value, because this fan base. Why Byron Murphy left for seven dollars, and he, you know, he had an interception yesterday. I know he hasn't been great. Zach Allen walked away. You got a fourth rounder. You can get the return on investment. They also traded away a first rounder. I know it was kind for Hollywood Brown. So if they're trying to recoup some of that as the new regime, you have to consider that. I, I absolutely would trade Zach Ertz for for any any price tag I, I could get. You're telling me Jeff Swain is a heartless monster. I'm trying to I, listen. <laughs> I, like, I get it. Everybody yeah. wants to put a nice little bow at the end of this year. You're telling me this fan base, as ravaged as they are, six wins in the last, like, 22 attempts, in the last 28 games, they're 6-22, and 22, dating back to the end of the year in 2021. You're telling me if this team has one win at the trade deadline, fans are going to cry, you know, a river you, over the fact that you, you're, you you know, trading Zach Ertz and some other get, players. What are you getting in play? What are you going to get with that? I, it's I a lottery any, ticket. You want to, you want to trade Zach, a guy that came here and, and you know, they know what's he, going on. They understand. It's a business. They understand. I think Zach Ertz is not going to be on the team next year, regardless. Right. So, and, so, and like I said, financially, cap wise, the, the amount of dead cap that you would absorb this season, bu- well, you're buying it, a it takes away your inability to roll over the the cap space that they they clearly wanted to do. That's why they they got rid of uh, and absorbed some of the deals that that they did this this off season and and the way that Monty kind of maneuver it everything as far as the cap, like they wanted to be able to kind of have some something to roll over. And if if, if you trade him. At this point, like it's it's gonna be, it's gonna that's gonna take a significant hit, and I just don't see see the value of that in, in having you a sixth, seventh round pick. Uh, that I understand. If if it's yeah. a money thing, and you like you damn fucking better be sure you're spending that money then, because fans yeah. don't want to hear that either. I'm trying to come from everything from a fan perspective right now, because yeah. I think it's really important, given the fact this fan base has endured a lot of lo- losses, a lot of losing. Fans like Hollywood Brown. And would like to see him a part of this franchise. You're taking the kind of the pulse of the Twitter streets and fans at State Farm Stadium. If you are not actively going to re-sign him, 
and he's not going to be part of your future, then you need to make the most of his value right now. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, a fourth rounder this year is the same as a third rounder in 2025. We always talk about the year later, the pick is devalued uh, even more. So uh, to me, like I certainly think you could get a fourth rounder for Hollywood Brown, but I, th I also think you could get the right team. Look at some of these teams right now. Gabriel Davis is having a terrible year for the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs have no number one or number two receiver. All these contenders, these faux contenders in the AFC, like they're looking at Cincinnati when T. Higgins comes back. Nobody can match what their, what their receiving core is going to look like. I, th I think Hollywood Brown would have a, a significant market coming into free agency. wouldn't cost anybody anything. It would be a stretch run move. I, that's a, I, I, I don't think anybody can say for certain the Cardinals won't entertain that. No, Man, I just don't think just they do. You're disagreeing with everything I no, say. No, because I, I think that the guys that that were able to survive this this offseason, right, where they cleaned house, like they they have the respect of the coaching staff. And sure, like they could I, I think a lot of people, especially those those players that, that are on your board there, from Ertz to DJ Humphreys to Hollywood Brown, uh they're all competitors and they would welcome being traded to a, a competing team. Like they would sure. they would understand that. But you know, if, if it, there is also some disrespect in there, like you, you traded me oh, for hang what? On. You traded me for what? Like I, you know, I had, I, well, I played a lot of big downs for this team and you're going to, you're just going to flip me for. Okay. For so are we in the business? The dollar? Just, are we in the business for just, let's do sentimental. Well, at this, at this stage, when you've, when you've stockpiled 12 draft picks potentially with, with money awesome for it, uh, depending on, you know, how the compensatory picks kind of, fall those chips fall with Zach Allen and Byron Murphy um you know I, I think that the Arizona Cardinals like they've built it for the most part like what you like I said you're just going to the, the gas station and you're buying lottery tickets and what, oh, I I like how this team has bought lottery tickets in this draft under Monty Austin Ford you're finding stills and and you know Clayton Tunes and Keytrail Clark's late they in the draft, like, and, they, and they get guys like they they picked up an Elm Manning who was an, another team's six round pick. They're, they're able to find guys late sure, in the draft more like that. Picks allow you sure. maneuverability during the draft, moving sure. up and moving down. So I I think again it, we're 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 pinching pennies if you're talking about a sixth or a seventh rounder. We both agree with that. Hollywood is the Who one that's you the most. It's got to be Holly. Hollywood's the only guy right. that you're like, point. Oh, that's okay. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let me think about that one. Right. It's it's the trade that I, I rarely see in fantasy football. Usually it's somebody trying to, trying to fleece me, but me and my I, five and one record players, please. But yeah, <laughs> somebody last you. night sent me a text trying, looking for a handout that ain't happening. Monty Ossifort or me in the fantasy realm. But, uh, I just, I want to be on the record saying I want this team to re-sign Hollywood Brown because number one, I don't think they're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. But that's that plays into this though. Is like okay, the trade deadline's in two weeks. And I promise we'll end on this. They lose these next two games, right? And they're one and seven at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, maybe he's back, maybe he's not. And you've got you know your sights set on Marvin Harrison or somebody like that in the top three to four. I mean, like you have to have conversations about Hollywood Brown. You, I'm just, I'm sorry, like unless you're convinced, like no, we're going to bring back Kyler. Which how would you know by that point? And we're going to bring back Hollywood, and, and we're going to give both of them a bunch of money. Kyler's money is already guaranteed, and then Hollywood will give him a new contract. You have to you have to have <laughs> conversations. 
Mikey Desert Cardinal saying, Monty being our GM, give me all those gas station lottery tickets. Is, is he just one of those guys that has a knack for, you know, hitting on those? Like, and there's people around the world that can that have done that. Certainly they've won multiple times. Uh, Trey, if we co- trade Brown now, we have the worst wide receiver group in the league. It's it you you lose at least with the Cardinals is the definitive number one. Oh, like, you lose the they haven't scored a touchdown in, in uh, yeah, but, six quarters. Kyler Murray comes back. He's he's likely hitting that easy pass and catch with Hollywood Brown down the I side. Mean, the fourth down play where it's it's way out of bounds. Like I think Kyler Murray can can throw a better ball than that. I um, listen. I agree with that. But is that is that time? Is it too little too late at that point? Like again, like what are you what are you doing that for? Like it, it should all be about the last two months of the season, and it was the theme of the show should be evaluating for 2024. That's why Kyler mm-hmm. Murray needs to play eight, nine games. And what are you going to get from him if he's got to throw to Zach Pascal and the 96 overall, as much as we're, we like Michael Wilson. I mean, the last couple games haven't been great. Well, I mean, I, that's a byproduct of Dobbs, but I'll give you that. But I mean, I, I would like to see our boy, Greg Dorch play. I mean, Rondell Moore will be, I would, I would imagine be included more in the passing game, but yeah, you take away Kyler Murray's number one receiver. For the last two months, he's probably playing with his hand behind his Didi's back. Didi's wrong. Didi is wrong that you're 100% right. I mean, that's, that's all I know. I think this fan base, somebody said it earlier, like I'm I just, I'm tired of watching losing football. It's, it's a loser mentality to keep a guy for the rest of the year. And I've watched other teams I do I agree this. with that. I agree with that. But the Chicago Cubs, two years ago, they did this big dog and pony show with Wilson Contreras, right? They didn't trade him at the deadline. Is this the CHO Cubs? I, I don't and care. It, no, but it, this is this is what it reminds me of. Everybody got emotional. They're like, don't trade Wilson Contreras. And some people are like, no, trade him. Get what you can. Right. And they didn't trade him. And he left as a free agent. And they didn't get anything. Yeah, so but they, like, they look, what they would have gotten would be significantly more than what we're talking about with these the quartet of players that we put on this play. You need like, to weigh your options if you're the Cardinals. Right. And Monty asked for it absolutely. I mean, he, he, he will. He I'm not, I'm trying to tell I, I think he maximized, there. you know, what he could do with the third overall pick and what he did, like the, the, the risk reward on that. And I, I see like very little reward at this point for, for dealing any of those four players. I, I think you're, I, just, you're just trying to hold your head above water for the remainder of the season. Like you're going to bring back Kyler Murray. You're going to take out his, his, I know DJ Humphreys isn't playing the best football right now. You're going to take his starting left tackle out of it. Potentially. I wouldn't trade. You're DJ take, huh? I wouldn't trade DJ Humphreys. Right. Okay. But in Hollywood Brown, you think he's going to love that move? Uh, again, though, like this is not, this is awesome for its team. It's not Kyler Murray's team. Like, I am I'm all sorry, for like, I'm all for GM in maximizing his assets with the idea of improving the roster in the long term and in and, and making the hard decision, right? And sometimes having to get rid of a talented player now for future success. I just don't see that much I as the risk reward on this, it doesn't match up. I mean, a, thir- a third round pick's a day two pick. That's a starter. That's it. That should be a starter like next year. Uh Jack Smith. So I I disagree with this. Trade more in Dorch because I again I don't think they're going to do that because I don't think they get enough play to get the kind of value you'd want. But the back half of that sentence is interesting. Five seven, Hollywood Brown's undersized. What does this team want at receiver? They want bigger receivers. Like we know that they hadn't they didn't bring in one small receiver. They brought in two tall receivers and Zach Pascal mm-hmm. and Michael Wilson. Like I think they also we know this. They have a type. So it's like 
I think, I think Hollywood kind of is an exception to that. I mean, he's five okay. nine, right? He's a playmaker. That that's the one thing you could really give to Hollywood Brown. Like he's he's been able to play the role like of Amari Cooper from from you know Petsing coming from Cleveland and what Cooper was able to do last year, and he's been kind of handcuffed by quarterback play a little bit. I think Hollywood would have a much more impressive statistical season if if he got better quarterback play. Uh, there there certainly agree. is a type, right? That Monty Osford absolutely has a type as far as wide receivers and and quarterbacks, right? He likes big body, physical guys, good arm on the quarterback, and and you know good athleticism, but sturdy guys. That, that are, you know, good route runners, versatile. Uh, and then Jonathan Gannon's got a type as far as, you know, inside linebackers and stuff like that, D linemen and all that. So you're seeing that come kind of to fruition on this on this roster. But like Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, like those are guys that can kind of be the exception in these rules just because of their skill sets. And what Hollywood Brown has proven how valuable he is in making plays overall, but making plays on third down and in the red zone. And I think that's what kind of separates them from the other undersized guys. Like there's a potential where like they could keep Hollywood Brown, who's five, nine, but then they could revamp this, the rest of this, this wide receiver sure. court where it's like Michael Wilson. And then you bring in other big body, taller wide receivers and Hollywood Brown's your one under six feet guy where everybody, where it was like with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, it was like, you were playing a four guard set in the NBA. Yeah. I would re-sign Hollywood Brown. They have the money. Certainly his relationship with Kyler Murray doesn't hurt. And I think he's proven to be a good soldier this year. My biggest pet peeve, bigger than that, I will be pissed off on this show if they don't move him and then don't subsequently re-sign him this offseason. And if somebody else, we got to celebrate a 2025 comp pick for a team that desperately needs assets and resources and players like Hollywood Brown now, that's going to bother me. It's going to bother a lot of fans in the fan base. Like I... Ain't nobody want to hear about a comp pick in 2025. You got your you got your comp picks coming for Zach Allen this year. Great, let's let's draft. Let's have a return on investment for that. But it's it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks here. And in the meantime, why don't you cool off with a nice cold margarita from our friends at Illegal Pete's? Just go and have some patio beers as we think this trade through this trade deadline. Hell, we'll watch uh, some playoff baseball with our Diamondbacks. Add a legal pizza, irresistible drinks, mouth-watering food will fill your heart's desire. Happy hours. Just let's look at this. It's got two and a half hours left here, 3 to 8 p.m. every day. Illegal pizza go-to spot for burritos, buddies, beers, ladies, 28 years, whatever you want to do. You go to Illegal Pizza, you have a great time. Cocktail cost. Excuse me, custom cocktails, piping hot queso, assuming that the weather is ever going to drop. It's still triple digits here. Illegal pizza, my go-to spot. I can't wait to grab some later this week and just get out of my house and get up on some illegal pizza. Great food, great vibes, great time. Hell of a word to get hung up on. My God. Legal Pete's, man. Delicious. Sometimes we have like the second best taco bar in all of Phoenix when Illegal Pete's drops off, you That's know, right. the build your own taco. It's unbelievable. You know what else is unbelievable? It's uh, everybody says it's, it's, it's the coolest coolest invention since sliced bread and and that's tough to beat we, we always like to harken back to old sliced bread because it was it was a game changer and you know hero bread continues that trend as far as hero makes sliced breads buns and tortillas that are available at hero.co and amazon you can buy your bread on amazon and get 10 percent off with the code phnx at hero.co uh what makes them better than any of their competitors uh is that they've got this 
recipe that that they use. It's it's unbelievable. We love it. You don't have to count carbs any longer with them, and it's going to give you more fiber or protein and add it to your diet. What they're that's they've got the same taste texture that you're going to get from your standard breads, your favorite breads, and they're going to do it with the high fiber, low net carbs, and that zero sugar per slice so it's going to be a healthy alternative right now hero breads is offering our listeners 10 percent off their first order go to hero.co that's h-e-r-o.co use that code phnx to save on hero bread today h-e-r-o.co and save 10 percent right now with that promo code phnx no longer dieting no longer saying mm, i'll pass on the bread i'm just going to eat the meat and the cheese instead no, you can you can put it between a tortilla. You can put it between two slices and not have to worry about it any longer with our friends over at Hero.co, Hero Bread. You used to be my hero, but it's now my my new hero, Howard Balzer at GoPHNX.com, cranking out the elite articles. He's got a post-game article yesterday you can read right now, fall free. And then in the meantime, become a diehard, pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year you're a diehard. Speaking of diehards, had some diehards out yesterday at BetMGM. Yeah. Well, my dear, dear friend bought bought one of the diehards a complimentary beer. That's just the, the kind of service you're going to expect from PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, as we rep our friends at BetMGM every single away game during the football season. Again, diehard membership, it is worth its weight in gold. By the time you go to a event, pick up a hat and or t-shirt. It's paid for itself. You get 11 more months of quality goodness. Uh, again, check them out. Go PHNX.com. Howard Balls or Bo. Howard Balzer is the man. Great insight. Of course, check out the uh, member Discord. Be chatting up right around watching the D-backs who are in a two-run deficit right now. Three. Yikes. Trey Turner go deep? Uh, Nick Castellanos went deep. Yeah. The Phillies are a freight train from hell right now. Yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day is like most of my Valentine's Day that went really poorly in my in my life. Uh, Needs some something to change as far as that game goes. And then the Oats are they're in action too. Uh, we got PHNX Coyotes. We got a preseason Suns game going on tonight. Lots of action going on. Make sure you're dialed into everything going on uh, as far as PHNX Sports goes. Subscribe to this channel. Like this video. Check out all those pre- and post-game shows. You're not going to want to miss out on any of that. And as we mentioned yesterday, it is alert season. Get the notifications dialed in. At any moment, we could potentially get an insider breaking a story of about a certain franchise quarterback or star safety potentially returning to the practice field between now and Wednesday. So make sure you're dialed into that best place to do it right here. PHNX sports. Uh, look at Dak Prescott helping me out in fantasy football, finding the end zone on yeah, with his legs. Nice. <laughs> he got a little targets to CD lamb, Dak Prescott, you selfish. And that for chat's been on fire today on it Monday. Has. I love this comment. KK. Uh, 100% disagree with Johnny. I have no idea what this yeah. is in reference Wrong. to, but I'm here. I'm here for that kind of energy. Uh, we we love the the arguments, the disputes. Listen, it's a tumultuous time to be a fan of this franchise right now. Not a lot of winning going on. Not a lot of winning, but a lot of good vibes because of everybody here in this chat like this video. Let's get this 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 video over 100 plus likes today. It'd be great yeah. great way to start the week. Uh, what do you say, Bill Brock? Um, that this team go on a little bit of a run would be nice to see uh, what's before I get you out of here. What's got to happen for that to happen. We've got to see just improved defensive effort. We got to see improved play from, and it, I don't know how it's going to change on the fly from the defensive line to the back end and the secondary and Buda Baker coming back potentially would, would help that. 
Uh, He makes any defense better, but is it going to be enough? You know, it's going to take them some Herculean efforts over the next two weeks going up against some pretty stout offensive uh, teams in in Seattle and Baltimore. Uh, But that, that would always, always get the boys up. Uh, to, to add a Buda Baker to a defense and, and to potentially get Kyler Murray ramped up. So, I mean, those, those are a couple, those are good starting points, but it, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be save your ball like uh, the old previous regime used to think it was going to be. So uh, they got a long way to go, but you know, like last game, you're a couple of plays away from changing the complexion and changing up how the other team has to play offense or defense. And if they, if they can start, you know, making those plays again like they did for a couple weeks stretch there with Joshua Dobbs and, and this defensive unit has shown in very few flashes, but has shown the ability to do. Uh, I think that that's something to, to kind of help right this ship. Mikey Desert Cardinal, even though we're not winning, at least we have Johnny Bowen, the PHNX crew. Wow. Love this podcast. Thank you so much, Mikey. Uh, B's in the chat. Uh, I'm going to need that K1 activated announcement tomorrow, the way this D-back <laughs> is trending. Me and you both. My guy. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Everybody, go to your the phone. answer backs, man. They, they got, they got. There's a long way to go. Long game, nine innings, of, no clock in baseball, ball. Johnny. A lot of ball game left. Everybody, go to your mobile phone, smart device. Go to your podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Type in PHNX Cardinals. Hit that follow. Leave us a five star if you'd be so inclined. Bull Brock, it's been a banner Monday. We will see what tomorrow brings. In the meantime, like this video, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube for Bull Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.